0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Katz. I want us to read again what God said to Abraham. We're sharing with you the covenant God made with Abraham and how that it brought Jesus into the earth and brought redemption to mankind. Now, in the 17th chapter of Genesis, let's begin with verse 5. God said to Abraham, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For, a Father, many nations have I made thee. I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generation for everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Now I want you to notice what God said about this covenant. He said, I have established this covenant between me and you. Now this pulpit, this podium, although it's made out of plexiglass, kind of hard to see, but this pulpit is between me and you. And if I am to get to you, I'm going to have to deal with this pulpit some way or another. I'm going to have to go around it. But if it was completely between me and you, that would mean that this thing is between us. And to get to you, I have to deal with this. And that's what God was saying to Abram, or to Abraham, as he renamed him there. He said, this covenant is between me and you. Now, if you're going to get to me... Abraham, you're going to have to deal with this covenant. If I'm going to get to you, I'm going to have to go through this covenant. Now this is why that God was interested in establishing this covenant. It gave God access into the earth through Abraham. And God used this all down through the Old Testament there. After Adam's sin, he made a covenant with Noah. He made a covenant with Abraham. He was always making covenants. And that was to give him access into this earth where that he could work through man. Now, God had a problem on his hands. That was that the earth was being run by Satan and he had the lease on the earth and was running rampant in the earth illegally, but anyway, he was doing it. And God had to do something about it, but he had to do it legal-like. It had to be through a man in the earth, so God made these covenants with man. And this covenant with Abraham, which is actually the context of it and the major part of it, is in the 15th chapter of Genesis, and it tells you how this covenant was made. We'll not go into that because it would be quite lengthy, but if you look into that and study the 15th chapter there, you'll find that this is how God made the covenant with Abraham, the blood covenant. And it simply meant this, that Abraham, what you have belongs to me. This is what God said to him. What you have belongs to me and what I have belongs to you. In that God could go through Abraham and could get certain things done in the earth through Abraham legally. For God to just come in the earth and destroy the works of the devil and to bring some things to pass on his own Godhead initiative would have been against what God said in Genesis, the first chapter, when He gave man dominion. So this was why it was essential for God to make covenants with men. Now, there are people that say, Well, God doesn't need man. Man's just a poor worm here on earth, and God really doesn't need him. Well, God needed him, and He needs you. Because, you see, you're the only body that God has in the earth today. He has to work through men and women, and people that are born here on the earth, on this planet. Now, we're going to get into that in greater detail in some of the other sessions and show you scripturally what the Bible says about the authority of a physical body and how that, that physical body gives you authority and you're capable of having dominion in the earth because of that legal authority. But you must have the anointing of God and the ability of God to, with your body and your authority to do the work. Now, here's the central thing that happened. God made the covenant with Abraham, which meant that God could come through Abraham and deal with Abraham and get certain things done in the earth. And he had to get Abraham in agreement with this covenant. And we know, we have already talked about this, that he talked to him before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, this confuses some folk because they say, Well, now, you know, God destroyed the earth in the flood, and you say that God couldn't do anything in the earth? Well, certainly God could do some things, but He made a covenant with Noah before He destroyed the earth with water. So it was through Noah that He made the covenant for that, and then through this covenant with Abraham. Now, this brings us to the point. Let's go to the 22nd chapter of Genesis. Abraham has made the covenant, and God comes to him in the 22nd chapter here. He said, It came to pass, after these things, that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Now, I see everything going fine. God's made a covenant with Abraham, set this covenant between them. Now, what's happened here, verse 1 here in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, says, God did tempt Abraham. Now, don't let that word tempt throw you there, because the Hebrew word that's translated tempt in the King James simply means to prove. God did prove Abraham. You all just write that in there so you know what it means. See, God is not the tempter, but He did prove Abraham. Now, the reason for this is that any covenant that is made... Now, we have covenants today. We call them contracts. It's really a covenant. You draw up a covenant or contract between two people, and it tells what the one will do and what the other will do. Well, now, if one individual is not capable of keeping or performing the contract or the covenant then that thing is invalid. I mean, it's not worth the paper it's written on if you couldn't force that individual to keep it. So God had to prove before the whole supreme court of the universe that Abraham would keep this covenant because God knew that Satan's going to challenge this covenant because here he's made a strong covenant with man. And Satan is going to say, well, now, this is a mere man, this is Abraham, and he wouldn't keep that covenant. It's illegal, and it's not binding because he can't keep it. He won't keep it. So before it ever come up, God, being all wise, said, I'll prove Abraham. We'll prove this thing before it ever comes up. So God came to Abraham and said, now, take your son, the promised child. See, for all these years, God had been promising Abraham the child. And finally, the child came when Abraham was 100 years old. He was born, but now the child is about grown, and God says, take him up there and offer him as a sacrifice. Now, you know, that used to make me so mad. I just couldn't understand that. I said, God, why did you ask Abraham to kill his son? I just couldn't understand that because, you see, God's the one that said, thou shalt not kill And here all of a sudden he comes to Abraham when everything's going well and he says, now I want you to give your son. But now let's follow this and let's see what happened here. Well, let's come down to verse 3. And Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place where God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off and Abraham said unto his young men abide here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now here is an indication that Abraham was not willing to just kill his son and leave him dead he knew fully what God had told him to do and if you notice here he didn't hesitate not one minute to do what God said to do now, why do you suppose that Abraham, a man that had waited all these years, had been 25 years since God had prophesied or told him that he would have a child before the child ever came? And then he was 100 years old, and now the lad is about grown. And now he says, go kill ye son, and offer him his sacrifice. And Abraham did not hesitate. Now, you have to realize one thing, that since there was no hesitation on Abraham's part... He fully understood the power of that covenant. Blood covenants meant that if anyone fails to fulfill that covenant, it means death to that individual. Immediate death. And God knew the covenant. Abraham knew the covenant. He knew that there was no way that he could break that covenant and survive. So he just immediately... He didn't say, oh, God, do I have to do this? He just went to doing it, what God told him to do. Now, he gets there. Abraham took the wood and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father... And he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Now, you know, you can imagine this situation. It's getting tense right here. <laughs> this boy is going with his dad up there, and they got all of the elements except the sacrifice for as He concerned, he didn't see any sacrifice. And he asked this question. Now, listen to what Abraham says. I'm not sure that Abraham knew exactly what he was saying. Maybe he did. Maybe he knew exactly what he was prophesying here. But listen to it. Verse 8. Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now that's exactly what God did. God provided himself as the lamb. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. I'll remind you that all of this week we have CD offer number 7607. It's entitled Keys to Understanding the Bible. It's six CDs for $43 plus $7 postage and handling, a total of $50. In this series, we give you major keys to understanding the Bible. If you don't understand that God framed the world with His words, then you're probably not framing your world the right way. You'll read in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, it says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, the Scriptures tell us in John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, Jesus was the personification of the Word of God. He created all things. The Word was the Creator of all things. And Jesus was the Word personified. If you don't understand that, you don't have a clear grasp on what the Bible teaches. Because Jesus and the Word are one. God and His Word are one. I get amused at the faith critics sometimes. You hear them say, Well, you know, these faith people just try to make the Word God. No, why in the world would I want to do that? John says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, you see, God's word is still God over every situation that you face in life. Jesus tells you. In Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say to the mountain of problem, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he's saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And that's the words of Jesus. That's offer number 7607 for a total of $50. We have a toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps.